Origin Gate is a proud supporter and endorser of The Nest. Before you get into today's podcast, I wanted to tell you of an exciting new school offered by The Nest. It's called Voices of Torah, and it will be run by Carl Whitehead. If the Word is living and active, then we should take great pleasure in studying it. But for some of us, Bible study is tedious. If you can identify with that statement, then this school is for you. Carl will share his knowledge of how to study the Word of God in a way that opens up the layers of revelation contained in it. He provides a platform of connection. Not only will you be given the keys and tools of conducting your own in-depth studies, but there will be opportunity each week to share your exciting findings with your peers and discuss the hard questions. This school will run for nine months, from the 9th of January until the 1st of October 2021. There will be 74 sessions per year. You do not need to be a Hebrew scholar or have any knowledge of the Hebrew alphabet to commence this school. Year 1 will build a solid foundation which will prepare and make you more confident to go deeper from Year 2. For more information on cost and dates and times, please visit www.thefoundationnest.com. Click on the tab called Voices of Torah. We look forward to welcoming you to the Nest soon. Hi everyone, I'm Mario Selenas. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. It's a joy to be sharing with you today. We know that every day individuals from different nations are being added to the list of people listening to us and we are so thrilled to be journeying with you. Today I'd like to take you to a season of my life where I felt self-pity all the time, where I felt left out, where I had the fear of missing out that we affectionately call FOMO. When I compared my life and my journey with Yahweh to that of others and always found myself wanting. It's a dangerous place to be. It's a place that we were never intended to be. And when we find ourselves there because we bring ourselves there, we can get ourselves in a lot of trouble. That was my state some years ago when the Holy Spirit was moving very powerfully in our meetings and in our conferences and in our services. And every time we gathered together as sons to worship God in spirit and in truth, amazing things would happen. We would see tremendous transformation in the lives of people. And the meetings would be infused with, with the glory and the power and the essence and the life of heaven. There was such an electric and electrifying atmosphere every time we gathered together in those early days when the Holy Spirit was moving so powerfully, primarily in our church and in our immediate conference circles that we were hosting, that we were being transformed so quickly. We were accelerated. We were seeing uh, growth in every area of life in the body and in the kingdom. And it was during that time that I started to slip down a treacherous, slippery slope that could lead to despair and disillusionment. And the reason for that is because I began to compare my walk to that of those around me, primarily my wife, Danielle, who was having extraordinary encounters. She was um, 
She was going through a season in her life when she was finding her voice, she was becoming a voice, and she was being transformed for from being a supportive pastor's wife and one who would usually be in the shadows, uh, encouraging and supporting from a distance and would not have any particular voice in what was happening to someone that would be very instrumental in what was going on. And it was a challenging time for her. It was a challenging time for me. And the hardest part for me was that there were encounters that she was having along with many others that were in our immediate core and others who were journeying alongside us and especially those who would come from the different places people would drive as far from as far as florida which is a 1500 mile journey to come to a meeting we would have for one night people would fly in people would drive in people would camp out there was such a hunger and such a passion and there was such powerful change that was taking place in people's lives. We were seeing it right before our eyes. And I remember during those times feeling left out because my responsibility as the leader of the church was to ensure that, and this was something that Yahweh made very clear to me, God instructed me through an encounter that I had with him that I was to bring up the rear, meaning I wasn't to run up the mountain with those who were the front runners in what was happening, but I was responsible to do my best to bring everyone to whatever extent they were willing to go. And as, as a leader with that level of responsibility, I found myself often being the one that dealt with the fallout, if you would, or the damage control from some of the things that were happening. There were many uh, manifestations of the spirit. There were some manifestations of the flesh, I'm sure. There were so many things going on in that environment that uh, a lot of people would question if this was really God or if this was really people just being emotional or if it was the devil trying to... uh, uh, bring deception to the body and we were falling for it and as a leader of a church that had not really been moving in this we had we had come into this really by the spirit through supernatural engagement and encounter and things moved very quickly i was facing uh, opposition from many different sides it wasn't just from uh, the people that were participating in these events and feeling this may not be right, but it was also from those who had never participated but were going off of rumors. It was from denominational leaders that were very uncomfortable with different aspects of what was going on, primarily the level of financial b- blessing and abundance that was coming into what we were doing as a result of what we believe was an alignment with God's plan for us. So we were able to actually expand our facility and began to build a new building, which is the one we are currently uh, in right now. And a lot of this was happening on a cash basis. We had the abundance to do this because we believe that when we are aligned with God's ways and with his heart, the provision will come. And so that's what we were seeing. And I was facing opposition on a denominational level. I was facing opposition from the community where people thought it was weird to have meetings till three in the morning every other week. There were, we were facing opposition from within the body, from those who were... And I felt so many times that I was the one who had to be the designated driver 
for a wild party everybody got to participate in. I felt pity for myself, which is a dangerous place to be, and I don't recommend it for anyone. The self-pity and the, uh, the unloving spirit that would engage with me to make me feel less than someone else and feel that I was a failure because people were telling me they weren't comfortable with what was happening. So on the one hand, you had these extraordinary things going on, wonderful meetings, and then us trying to, or myself, trying to validate it, trying to explain it, trying to in some way reconcile the differences that people had with us regarding what was going on. And it was always on me because I was the government of the place. I was the leader they were looking to. And the complaints would all come to me. The concerns, it was always voiced in the, in the terms of concerns would always come to me. But then individuals like my wife and some of the others around us would just enjoy this blissful, glorious, wonderful state with of relationship with Yahweh they uh, there were times I would wake up in the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep from the pressure and from the tension of what was going on and what I had to face the day uh, that was coming or the day what I had faced the day before and I would uh, awaken and I would reach over and my wife wouldn't be in bed and I would get up and I would walk out of our bedroom and I would look up from the upper level of the house down towards the living room and I would see her um, like dancing these dances and I would find out later and when I would ask her in the morning that she was she felt like she was dancing with the Lord Jesus she was actually having this intimate encounter with him and so many others were sharing stories of how they were walking in intimacy with the Lord and I was and I was continually comparing myself to that and finding that I was falling short of that mark I felt like I wasn't having intimacy with him. I was always defending the fort. I was always the one standing to make sure that the thing doesn't go off the rails, that the train doesn't derail and we all get killed. I was always the one that was facing the opposition and dealing with the concerns. And it, it was so much of it at some point that I didn't even have time to always run it all by my wife. And so it was a very lonely time for me in the sense of leadership that has to deal with the highest level of of the good and the bad of a move of the Holy Spirit. And during that time, I decided to resolve this frustration and this disillusionment that I was experiencing by going into a fast. Now, those who know me well know that I am probably the worst faster. And what I mean by that is I have a really hard time doing it. And I remember in this particular case, I was going to fast for three days. I was going to fast from everything. And I was a day and a half into this fast, and I was, I was all the things that I don't think fasts were meant to make us. I was frustrated, I was irritated, I was agitated, I was very hungry, and I was going through a really hard time, and I felt like I was spiraling downwards instead of climbing out of the hole that I had dug myself into through my self-pity. And as I was contemplating all these things, I was actually driving with my wife, and I was starting to express to her how I felt and to really open up and share that I I said to her, Danielle, I feel that when 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 all these things are happening, I am like that that man, Shama, who stood in the in the field, or Eleazar, the son of Dodo, that were David's mighty man, the man who stood in the field and fought until the sword uh, clung to his hand, and it almost became like one with his appendage, and that he he was a 
a mighty warrior that defended the field, and then Shammah stood in the middle of a lentil field and confronted the Philistines who were coming by himself. I said, sometimes that's how I feel. In fact, I feel like that most of the time. I am by myself in the field, and you guys all get to have intimacy with the Lord. And as Daniel was looking out the window and listening to me on her side of the car, from the passenger side looking out the window, she mumbled these words, and she said, maybe... When you are standing in the field defending it, that is the way that God has intimacy with you. Because He wired you with a warrior spirit to be the one who defends, who protects, who stands for the field, who stands for the realm that He's establishing, who is the facilitator through your leadership of the environment that others can grow in and others can be empowered in. And I was so moved by what she said, and I knew those were the words that were coming from the Lord through her to me, where he was saying to me, when you take your place in what I created you to be, in this particular case, a warrior, in this particular case, one who carries the government, one who is the designated driver at times, then that is how I'm intimate with you because that is how I wired you. And when that happened, there was a supernatural grace on those words to break off of me the self-pity and to break off the disillusionment, the despair, the frustration. From that day to this day, I have never felt less than anyone else, regardless of what encounters he or she would be having. And the reason is because I recognize that God deals with each of us in the way that He designed us, in the way that our history with Him has formed us and has forged in us His ways and His heartbeat. And when He deals with us the way He deals with us, that is the way He encounters us particularly. We cannot compare ourselves to someone else. We cannot say, uh, why am I not having this level of experience and this level of encounter? Why can't I have these results? Why can't I have this fruit showing in my life? And we can start comparing our own lives professionally, financially. We can compare our children to other people's children. We can compare where we live. We can compare the different things that we've been able to experience. And I tell you, we will always fall short because there will always be someone in our comparisons who ranks higher in our estimation than we are. This never leads anywhere good. So what we found during that season is the joy of journeying with Yahweh by ourselves, for ourselves, while we are part of a body in which each individual is having his or her special, precious encounter. And some of us are wired to stand and defend Others are in different seasons able to enjoy the blessing of what others have established for us. It is our responsibility to find joy in every season and to be thankful, to say thank you every day for the way we are able to encounter Yahweh. The fear of missing out has no place in us because what we miss out from today, we will be able to facilitate uh, for someone else to be blessed, and then they will facilitate something for us to come into down the road. It's the way that it works. And so that the idea of being a facilitator of an environment that others can be empowered in is fascinating to me. I was recently in a meeting, and I'm going to end with this, where a good friend of ours, Joseph Sturgeon, 
was also ministering and he said something that I will never forget. In fact, when he said this, there was such a grace on what he said that it made me go into my room after the meeting and for two hours I did not interact with anyone because I had to sit on this. He was talking about the billionaires in the world and how they have amassed great fortunes and they have become billionaires. He said primarily because they established models of business through which others can be enriched. And when he talked about Amazon and about and, and about eBay and about um, some of the other companies that offer profit sharing and enable people to use those platforms to build a business and to establish something for themselves, many of whom be have become millionaires themselves. When he started to describe that, I realized that that is what leadership does. Leadership facilitates platforms through which others can be empowered, others can be enriched, others can grow, perhaps even to outdo us. And we have to be secure to see others outdo us through the platforms we facilitate for them to step on and to be launched from. So I bless you today to enjoy your individual journey with Yahweh, to find value in it and not to ever compare yourself to someone else because there is a uniqueness in the way God deals with you. And I bless you in the name of Yeshua until we meet again. Shalom.